0: You're now listening to the Something Good Podcast Network. Please
1: press any key to continue. You don't know about the the other side of the pyramid? The fifth side? It's called the floor, you dumbass. (laughs) (laughs) I just want to make sure he realizes there is a fifth side in the pyramid. And
2: once you open your fucking mind, I'm the goddamn family.
1: All of them, and I believe none of them, which makes me an expert. <laughs> hello, folks. Welcome back to another good episode of the Cryptic Conspiracy Cult. I have Christy and Cap back. What's going on, everybody? That's right, guys. Hello, hello. we do doing a double feature today, double recordings because some of us work <laughs> fucked up hours compared to normal people.
3: I don't think any of us here have normal hours.
1: <laughs> no. No. Uh, but today we're we're going to kind of dive into our uh, our favorite cults. Uh, we did cults in film, which was always fun. Uh, but today we're going to talk about kind of our favorites and what makes them our favorite, and compare and contrast, and why the best cult is always the Mormons. <laughs>
3: Prove me wrong. So that's your uh, so that's your. Uh, drop in the hat as far as favorites.
1: Yes. I'm not going to talk about it too much, but I'm going to talk about some other ones. Kind of like the unknown ones that don't get talked about much.
3: I think uh, between Christy and me, I think we've heard just about all of the takes on the Mormons and the Latter-day Saints (laughs) from hanging out with Chris. They're fascinating. (laughs) They are fascinating. You know who else is fascinating? Scientologists. Yes. That's probably my favorite. Uh, Yeah. And favorite (laughs) cult is a weird term, but that's uh, one that's Basically been around uh, and in my peripheral my entire life, Yeah, really, just the idea of Scientology and the idea of it being batshit insane uh, through South Park, really. South Park really put a shine on it uh, when I was a teenager. Yeah, And I think that was the first big mainstream push at the time that uh, kind of uh, painted Scientology in a very negative light apart from the internet the yeah. internet was already tearing it apart but south park on tv put them on blast hardcore uh
1: the first time i heard about scientology was i had bought an L. Ron hubbard book from a dollar general it's like one of those five dollar novels you buy it looked really cool it was like a post-apocalyptic novel it had a guy with a gun on the cover right because he did a sci-fi
3: cape. westerns and yeah, shit like yeah. that
1: but like in the back of the book it was like a dianetics kind of ad in the back yeah. trying to
3: get you in and it had
1: that weird symbol there dinetic symbol It was like a triangle with a d and an s and like the the Scientology symbol it's right. very weird looking um, compared to their main like building which has a giant cross on it that's just Scientology <laughs> and
3: you would see you know celebrities push Scientology like Tom Cruise and John Travolta when I was a teenager too and and you know in interviews as a result they looked kind of we- they started acting kind of weird and I was like does this have to do with this and why is uh, Scientology the way it is and why is this red-headed, ghoulish looking uh, uh, redhead the flagship uh, mascot or the uh, the figurehead of the whole thing? How is this guy the, the charismatic leader of this uh, organization that is still running and has been running for decades? Yeah.
1: Well, it's kind of like the same with uh, any other cult, like we'll talk about like... Um a good example, of another one is, you know, Jonestown or uh, the Children of God, Ant Hill Kids, which are just runoffs of other things. Uh, but it's about a lot of it is confidence. It's all about the con man or woman, uh, but it's also a place to fit in. So I think I think a big misconception is I want a place to belong that isn't something I grew up with. Or this has answers that i'm looking for yeah that's what it's all about uh i will say there's nothing wrong with people that are in cults they're just looking for answers just like everybody else they just happen to find something probably in a negative light that stuck and they took it for everything
3: chrissy what is uh what is yours
2: ironically enough chris said it i picked jonestown
1: mm, drinking the flavory.
2: Yes, the uh, got monkeys in a cage. The great flavor eight, as a matter of fact.
1: Um, so, there's going to be a lot of crazy facts talked about some of these cults that we're, we like. Uh, for me, it's kind of hard to define like my favorite one. Like one out the gate, I just love talking about is the Manson family cult. Mm-hmm. I think what the great me thing too. about the Manson family one is, it's always got a relevance, uh, relevance in like true crime, as opposed to cults. Uh, it, it's just kind of, it's kind of fascinating that this little man, this mental fucking midget, uh, just ran a fucking group of people out in the fucking, basically the desert, into being a horrific fucking murderers and thieves and killers. Uh, it, it is fascinating uh, because it's not structured like a, the other two cults you guys are. Right. It's not a MLM, a multi-level marketing scheme, uh, because that's what these are. Uh, at the end of the day most cults are pyramid schemes yeah and it's all headed by one charismatic leader that doesn't look like he would be a charismatic leader yeah right um kind of going into one of these you know with the manson family we've talked about it on earlier episodes of cryptic conspiracy cult um is you know the formation of the cult who was in it and stuff like that and you know. It's been relevant now because one of the members just currently got released from prison. One of them who is not dead who's still very much alive is Leslie Van Houten. I was about to ask who all's left. Uh, Tex Watson is still alive. Uh, Sadie Mae Watkins died I believe. Uh, I want to say some of the other members who avoided jail time are still alive but it's hard to say. You're talking about people who were incarcerated when they were like 19 years old in 1971. So people, these people were on the death row at one point. So when they abolished it in California, you know, they're now there's life. Right. Um, they've beat they've beat the death penalty a lot over the decades that it's come back, gone away, come back. Um, but no, she uh, she was turned loose uh, earlier this month. Well, then. It's, it's pretty wild. Like, when we talk about people who are part of cults, who have, you know, who have kind of survived or were part of the orga- organization that did the most horrific shit. They're not seen as criminals. They're just seen as cultists who who survive. You know, you're survivors. Uh, but the Manson family, they're all fucking criminals. Yeah. It's <laughs> that's, like, that's a fact.
3: So these are, it's not like, uh, like you were saying, it's not a tiered system. This was a group of, well, for lack of a better term, hippies. The worst generation, yes. <laughs> <laughs> just a group of hippies that didn't know or did not want to know any better because they were all, you know, tripping on drugs. Probably. Yeah. Well, and that's just, that's well like they were kind of they were they were celebrating the '60s hippie fantasy that was in the air at the time, and when Charles Manson comes along, this is what's fascinating about this story to me because I don't think something like this happens in any other time period, where a guy like that comes into a group like this and the results that happen happen the way they do. I don't think anything like that happens in any other time Well, here. you know,
1: man, it's a wild time. We're just zip-zopping around, man. And I'm just trying to get enough peanut butter oh God, and bread so we can this? all live together oh on God, harmony on the goddamn ranch.
3: Charlie's back. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Charlie's back from the grave.
1: Hey, man, you'd be real cool, but uh, stay away from the women, okay? That's all me. <laughs> <laughs> it ticks. Yeah. Don't hit me again, it ticks, please.
2: <laughs> the feminist in me is, is obligated to tell you to calm your whole self down and take several seats.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> it's just... When you talk about the women of the Manson family, they are the fucking backbone of that cult.
2: Yes. and they, Which is what makes it so much more interesting that he you know, got in all the trouble.
1: <laughs> I kind of I have a theory about the Manson family cult that Manson being a shitty criminal all his life yeah. was just trying to stay alive the whole time and he kept preaching this fucking idea that the end was coming and we're going to be part of it and it's very race-based because it is his fucking 60s but he accidentally had a real killer in the mix with tex watson uh for those who don't know uh tex watson comes from texas Uh, (laughs) he was from detroit (laughs) who would have fucking uh but in his hometown, before he left, there were two young girls that went missing who were later found dead. Uh, there is a small string theory that Tex might have had something to do with it. It's not the first time a straight-laced white guy from Texas went batshit bat and did something <laughs> crazy. You know, like your Charles Whitman's. Uh, you know. Uh, but in all honesty, I think Tex Watson was a straight-up killer. When he, before he got to the Manson cult. I think uh, he took advantage just like Charlie did. Uh, I think he had a bigger role in the cult itself. This is just a theory in my mind, uh, but he is a very cognitive human being. He's not some drug-addled hippie. He is a very straight-laced person who could take advantage of you very quickly, especially when it's a whole group of people on drugs, mind-altering substances like LSD. Um, right, this is like the...
3: But wasn't he... Um, I read somewhere, or I must have heard it on a podcast or something like that. Where uh, wasn't he like tripping on some kind of like a mandrake root or something like that?
1: Yeah, so he was taking like some old school fucking hallucinogens. Yeah, like some ayahuasca type shit. Yeah, he was. He you know he's from Texas, so like his journey from Texas to Nevada to California, probably he ran into you know the Navajo at some point. Got the, some peyote. The, the, <laughs> you know he's in the painted desert, hanging out with fucking you know Creek Indians or fuck or something. In Texas, and then slowly makes his way west to the Navajo Nation and the fucking whatever's left out there during the 60s. And probably doing ayahuasca and, my, you know, peyote and stuff like that. But he's very cognitive compared to the rest of the cult. I think Charles Manson kind of painted himself in a corner where he started preaching these weird ass fucking ideas. And then eventually some of those girls are just like, well, let's do something about it. And he's like, God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, I got to through. do this. I got to follow through. And that's when the magic happens um,
3: the magic
1: you, that's what it is. its is uh, uh, you've heard it before a chaos magic Yeah. Where, where, uh, the, it's a, you know, I don't believe in magic but the idea of chaos magic is that you accidentally will something into existence
3: he manifested
1: it yeah not not that bullshit astrology shit but like <laughs> it's just like I've, I've got a couple of crystals and, no, hey 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 I
2: like the crystal
1: that, that's fine it's rocks but at the end of the day unless I put them in a shotgun hey, really, he really ain't gonna be doing shit <laughs> You know,
2: if you throw them hard enough, they do a lot,"
1: <laughs> said David to Goliath. Uh, That's what my ex-girlfriend said. <laughs> but,
2: but like what? It, what it's, I think I think what it is.
1: He did paint himself into a corner. And, you know, I, again, this is not Jonestown. This is not Scientology. This is something that came and went within a, probably a span of five years. Yeah. Uh, it didn't last that long. It was a flash in the pan. Five?
3: And, even might have been like one or two even, right?
1: Uh, Charles Manson just being Charles Manson. Oh, right. Yeah, you know, being a shitbag criminal coming out of jail. Because that's the one thing people don't realize is he's a terrible criminal. Like, he's a criminal, but he's terrible at it. He kept been in and out of jail he doesn't really know his fucking name. He's a bastard by any other sense. Yeah, his uh, mom was a prostitute or something like that. Yeah, and then the, then you got the crazy theories on top of it that he was part of MKUltra, which is another. I've got conspiracy. a whole book on that. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. fun. It's a fun read. Yeah, the CIA tur- turned him into a fucking double agent uh, who created a cult, and it's just like no, no, he he's just a hippie, just a dirty fucking hippie who missed out on the actual Summer of Love, kind of came in
3: late in the game, yeah. and kind of basically fell, uh, found a group of the
1: 67 fallout, really, mm-hmm. I think. And, you know, my theory is that he had Tex Watson in the wings waiting to, hey, Charlie, man, I've been. Uh, I got this itch I need to be fucking scratched. Uh, me and the girls are going to take a ride into the Hollywood Hills, which is known for some nefarious shit anyway. The Hollywood Hills, if you just look up the history of that area, it's filled with fucking horror stories and this is before Roman Polanski. Like, <laughs> but these are these are these are you know you're in a weird conspiracy saying like your Hollywood elites doing some real nasty shit because they have nothing else to do. You know they're at that tippy top of the game of fame. There's and no there's no cell phones. Yeah, there's no cell phones. It's just like everybody's secret as shit. It's just like at one point you could be hanging out with Sharon Tate and Abigail Folger, and it's just like oh my god, this is the next you know. Uh, Faye Dunaway, or somebody. This is going to be the next big star, and her best friend, the heir to the Folgers coffee fortune. You know, next door, he could be hanging out with Steve McQueen and Bruce Lee, learning how to punch a dude in the neck. Like, it's totally plausible that these things can happen in the Hollywood Hills, and uh, there's a lot of horrific shit that happens up there, especially murders. And then you have people like Sherry. Free love uh, and all all that, too. And then you have the Labiacas, who are just collateral damage just to just someone's idea was just like let's just kill these two people for no reason
3: I always kind of look at stuff like that and uh the Altamont incident as I don't know if you know that story
1: yeah uh uh, the kind of flash in the pan that was the Rolling Stones. Yeah, trying when it came to, to their last concert of the '60s.
3: Yeah, it was like they're trying to put on a uh, a free concert in uh, California as like an answer to Woodstock. And what happened was that they hired the Hells Angels to be their security. That was a mistake. Yeah, and,
1: and this is the part where the Maury pulls out the envelope, and we found, it. and that was a lie. No. <laughs> <laughs> and just more like, that was a fucking mistake, Mick.
3: <laughs> but I think uh, the. The blind trust and that kind of uh, security and among a group of people, and just that, just that kind of blind trust in um, that kind of, um, I guess, the free love, uh, whatever dippy bullshit, hippy-dippy bu- well, whatever you want to call it, just the very laxed. Uh, sense of just of uh, security or just whatever you want to call it, really. that's a laissez-faire, very laissez-faire that that killed the
1: hippies dead in the water in the end of the '60s, and just, like, just even, even the ruined of, uh, that entire uh, mindset. Even saw like American Pie, when he's talking yeah. about like jumping Jack Flat. You know that's what he's talking about. Jack jump over the candles, like that's what he's referring to. to Altamont, it's, it's Altamont, and it's just like the hippie generation just killed the '60s right then and there that is not how you want to end off a decade of what was peace and love Granted, it, it was all a lie it was <laughs> yeah because there was because love isn't free it costs a buck or five everybody knows that <laughs> just like the song says also those,
3: <laughs> also send seniors they'll send your ass to Vietnam anyway yeah, so and, you're dealing
1: with a, a and the, going into Jonestown and Scientology you know this plays a big fucking part in both their their you know hype moments especially mm-hmm. so like you end with Charles Manson in 1969 70 71 And then, in the 70s, (laughs) all these hippies have to go somewhere. These disillusioned Disillusioned hippies. Yeah, so where's the best place to go? It's something you know, which is a form of Christianity.
2: Yeah, you go to a guy who started his church in the 50s. Put a dollar in the box, Yeah, pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. He
1: has chimps for (laughs) sale.
2: Yes. Uh, Jim Jones started his church in the fifties. He started (laughs) started on his tent revival circuit in the fifties. And when they relocated from Indiana in the, uh, to the Redwood Valley in the sixties, due to the fact that Jim Jones decided to be the first person in Indiana to adopt an African American child. Very progressive. Yes, very he saw progressive. He sold monkeys
1: before that. So let's talk that's about true. let's talk about how crazy fucking progressive this man is who can't you can't see his eyes like he's a weird Hank Williams Jr.
2: <laughs> well, Chris, you have to be able to cover up his eyes because that's where the Holy Spirit is. That's where
1: the amphetamines are bloodshot in his eyes. Absolutely.
2: But his story was that's where the Holy Spirit is.
1: If I wanted to do Coke with anybody in history it'd be Jim Jones. <laughs> Uh, that, that dude would tell me some <laughs> And the chimpanzee And the chimpanzee Oh, fuck. oh I can't remember his name it, oh. Because they killed him In Jonestown yeah. <laughs> They shot him In the back of the head Oh It was oh. like bubbles Or some shit Something like that Because <laughs> he kept a monkey The whole time <laughs>
2: Oh, my goodness. It was a church for mapes.
3: <laughs> L. Ron Hubbard didn't have a, uh, a chimpanzee. He had a,
1: a yacht. No, he had a derelict ship. <laughs> <laughs> powered by children. Yes. And,
0: uh, the fun. Sea
1: Org. <laughs> yeah, the Sea Org. But yeah, going back to Joel's style, like this guy, yeah. he had the spirit in him, along with methamphetamine and, and cocaine.
2: And underage women and children and Amen. men yeah everybody
1: forgets that part
2: yeah everybody forgets that part
1: he's into dudes
2: <laughs> he's into anything
1: I think I remember
3: reading a story on that where like uh, somebody or uh, Jim Jones comes up to a guy and goes like hey you wanna mm-hmm, and the guy's just like what
1: <laughs> he's like if you want me to I will yeah and, then, and the guy's like I'm good Jim yeah Word, like that was the first. I bet that was the first time ever someone ever said word and like walked away. I'm
3: sure Jim Jones was like, "Oh, okay, okay, okay." okay, okay,
1: if, okay if you okay,
3: you know where I am, if you need anything.
1: I think my favorite story about Jim Jones is like he's literally in the church, and he takes the Bible and throws it down the aisle and starts stomping on it like a WWF wrestler and just doing that fucking pop bop, bop. And he's like, "God will do nothing to stop me." And it's just like, "Whoa, dude, you are." Hardcore. You are way deep into your own bullshit. Yep. That would have been the moment I'm just like, that's cool. Um, thanks for the crackers and juice. It's been fun. Uh, I'm getting the fuck out of here. <laughs> I would have probably left earlier because it's, it's probably a board server, but you got to say, what a hell of a show. <laughs>
3: I don't think uh, L. Ron Hubbard does that or L. Ron did Hubbard like, can barely move. Yeah, he could bar- well, he was very like, he was just kind of like, was very s- subtle with his. Charisma and, and drawing people in in person, you know. And he was
1: more of a job of the hood. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually. Yeah. <laughs> could your could, you, could you break be <laughs> French fries? <laughs> <laughs> oh, not- the cops are here. No. no. Oh, no. shoot! <laughs> Molecules. Oh, they—they—they
3: they, they say I'm not allowed in Australia. <laughs> Fuck
1: them! <laughs> yeah. It's like those little angry spurts he always had before he went nuts. <laughs>
3: yeah, exactly. Well, that's what happened too. Like uh, everywhere but the United States, uh, he and Scientology as a whole was just completely just uh, banned. Yeah, like you know, they wouldn't allow him in Europe. They wouldn't allow him in. Um, well, he's on
1: the coast of Europe for a while, off the coast of Spain, and they're just like, "You need to fucking leave." Yeah, you can't. Or yeah, exactly. We're going to make you leave. And back then, you know, it's uh, if they if a country makes you leave during the Cold War, yeah, you're you're dead in the water in the fucking Atlantic in no time. <laughs> like uh, they will let you die. Uh, and like with with both of those, you know. You have one who has a hardcore Christian background mm-hmm. because Jim Jones grew up asking questions, which yes. is something you didn't do in early Christianity no. in, in the fifties and 40, <laughs> in like forties and stuff. But he was a child preacher; like he figured out the game very quickly.
2: And doing faith healings and stuff is where he started out with the tent, with the tent revival circuit. And when you take that to a community that's never seen it that's never grown up with it and then you bring it to like mainstream uh california yeah in the 60s and the 70s who's what, never seen it it's a,
1: it's a charismatic yes m- midwest or even southern version of evangelicalism which is faith healing yeah the south is filled with it the yeah south is filled with faith healers lane of hands is the basis of proven my religion exists Mm -hmm. and it's a psychosomatic thing uh you had sent me a video earlier today of this poor (laughs) woman falling to the ground after speaking in tongues and just filled with the holy spirit and or stroke and i'm guessing you didn't
2: watch the rest of it where three or four more people fall
1: yeah but i've seen it before i've seen it with snake handlers which is a hell of a show coming coming to the milestone this tuesday afternoon fucking snake healing baby Oh, the whole soundtrack's just Molly crew. But who know doctor feel good. And it's
3: just some it's just like one e girl just like dancing. Yeah, just by herself.
1: <laughs> but like that's what you're getting. Yeah. With with, with tent preachers, uh evangelical evangelicals doing the faith healing, doing the laying of hands and all that. That is a show. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. That is almost more entertaining than going to see a rock band. Like I will, like in my opinion, <laughs> I could see Rob Zombie live, or I could watch Jim Jones. I'm going to pick Jim Jones because I got to know, I got to see like who the people he's picking. I
3: mean, a lot of comedians start off as uh, tent preachers or like yeah. some or like as performers on stage at the church. Yeah, uh, uh, Mike Sam
2: Rebid- Kinnison. Yeah, Sam Canison. Yeah. <laughs>
1: like, could can you uh, like? Uh, You're more extreme, like loud comedians are doing that, because it's all about a show. Mm -hmm. I think people would tell you this. It's kind of a weird thing. It's like before microphones and amps, you just had to yell at the audience (laughs) as loud as possible Mm and tell them that God chose them to tell you about something you should already know, and that is the best fucking storyline of a preacher. And you know, you guys talking about you know your favorite Scientology and Jim Jones. I think there's a good dichotomy between those two because. Scientology gets you in through subtleness. Mm-hmm. "Hey, I know it's bad out there. Let me talk to you about this." And the word "scientology itself is a fallacy, yeah Because Scientology sounds reasonable. There was literally a group of people called the reasonableists. It's it sounds like it's based off the word science. science. Yes, yeah, and science is very practical. Science can change. Beliefs in science can change. Just look at the fucking Kennedys. You know, they believed in eugenics and now they don't believe <laughs> Whoa. In, and, and now they don't believe in riding with the top up <laughs> well you're gonna attack the the royal
3: family of the americas <laughs> what's left of them yeah yeah well, well what's left of them you can go after rfk hard i don't get rk junior hard yeah it's yeah, <laughs> crazy is, yeah but he
1: has a great drug policy uh <laughs> but you know when you're talking about you know scientology there is a pseudoscience involved but it's still science to them you know evangelicals is all about faith in yourself and faith in the man putting his goddamn hands on you um and that's also psychosomatic we know this because people have been able to fix themselves through their own mind Mm -hmm. it could be an issue like a like a placebo effect kind of thing uh catholics have embraced this knowledge when it comes to exorcism in the 20th century is all right, we'll do an exorcism, but she has to see, like, a psychologist first just to be sure she doesn't have, like, some horrible fucking mental disorder. Or, yeah, it's probably a devil.
3: <laughs> well, one thing with uh, – well, two different approaches with uh, Jim Jones and uh, L. Ron Hubbard, too, in that uh, you mentioned the spoken word with Jim Jones with L. Ron Hubbard. It was all about uh, his writing. Mm -hmm. And he would lure people in with Dianetics and a lot of his writings, because everybody knows he was a science fiction writer before he founded Scientology. But that was his whole thing, is all the text and all the things that you had to spend money on and read. There's required reading in Scientology, and somehow it still continues to grow. you've heard the joke of how Scientology came to be? Uh, With uh, L. Ron Hubbard and uh, somebody else where he says... uh, uh, makes the joke about uh, starting his own
1: church to avoid taxes yeah, so, or something like so that. You can probably tell it better. The, the, the kind of it's not true, but it was a story hopping around that him and Robert Heinlein, one of the greatest sci-fi writers of his time, who wrote Stranger in Strange Land, Starship Troopers, you know, um, Farm Home Freehold, you know, and his, he wrote all these books. And he's talking to L. Ron Hubbard at some sci-fi convention or something. It says, "I bet you can't make your own religion." Heinlein says that's a L. Ron Hubbard, and Hubbard's probably like, yeah, yeah, fuck, yeah, I can. Yeah, and they took the challenge, and yeah, that's the that that's joke. That's the joke. He, right. I think I think L. Ron Hubbard grew up in that generation who realized there's money in religion, first
3: and foremost. Well, he was not
1: wrong. Yeah, no, there's right. always money because it's tax-free. Um, mm-hmm. Look at Joel Osteen. Yeah, They got $30,000 oh. just fucking in the bathroom walls that <laughs> a plumber mm-hmm. just finds by accident.
2: Must we look at Joel Olstein? I'm just saying. He,
1: you know what's fascinating about him is... He's not quite like a Creflo Dollar or a, uh, that other guy whose f- whole face is held on by a glue. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to remember his name, but Joel Olstead is actually in a weird predicament because I believe Joel Olstead is a true believer, but I also believe he loves fucking money. So, ah,
2: <laughs> so, the ultimate dilemma.
1: <laughs> so I believe I believe he's playing kind of a rough game going forward. Like it's kind of like watching the the Righteous Gemstones. I was- Just going to (laughs) say. Yeah, I think he's in a John Goodman part of his life where he's just like (laughs) that dilemma of just like, look, I built this up. I know I'm doing it for the money now, but in the beginning, I I was really about the whole thing. And I think he's just stuck now being that preacher guy. Now,
3: do you think Jim Jones found himself in that uh, situation before the Met? Before he started doing
1: meth hardcore and really started going off the edge. Jim Jones believed himself since day one. I, I truly believe that. I believe Jim Jones truly believed in everything that came out of his fucking mouth. See, so that's the thing is like, you can still be a liar, but still believe the bullshit. That's. Musicians do it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it. Tell me a they musician do. doesn't do it. Tell me. I'm sure they all oh, do. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they all do it. Oh, yeah. I, I, I could do another tour. I could do, <laughs> oh,
3: yeah. do it. I could do it. I could fly. I could fly out to uh, fucking Asia and, and do uh, one show. It'd be fine. Ozzy, stay the fuck home. You're 78 years old. Sharon,
1: Sharon, back up, bitch. <laughs> what did you say to me? Nothing. No <laughs> but, but like, it, it, it's that true belief, man. And you're not going to take him off of it. Uh, you know, I'm Shinrikyo Same fucking thing. Uh, the leader of um Shinrikyo totally believed his old bullshit. Yeah, we'll kill them all. And all that's left is um Shinrikyo We'll get nuclear bombs. That guy definitely believes. Yeah, and what did they do? They he found him doing. in a fucking hole with some money and a gun. And, like, Saddam had it better. <laughs> like, <by> the end. <laughs> and then they executed the son of a bitch. <laughs> I
2: think that. I, I That's I had, just a theory of mine, though. Well, dude. I, I can't speak about the Amshan um, Rikyo thing, but I definitely agree that Jim Jones believed it. I don't know if... I think he didn't have a choice there at the end. Because I, I literally think that... Like when you said he was stomping on the Bible, I really think he was literally waiting to see.
1: I think, I think he was testing the faith. Yeah. I think he was testing the faith, not in a sense of other people's faith. I think he was testing the fact that whether God exists at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, and... His situation that he built around himself that when because it, it went south so quick mm-hmm. yeah you he just made it worse for himself i think he wanted to die and i think he thought that if heaven does exist i can take him with me i think i think that's totally a great example is um heaven's gate yep heaven's gate mixed uh science fiction and christianity get together into a meld, uh much like scientology does when it comes to like structure but theirs was Jesus was real. He was an alien, but he was real. And it was heaven's gate us. It's like, hey, we got a chance to ascend to the heavens and be something better than this human form. And yeah, Applewhite believed that shit totally. And then his and before all that, his wife died, that sent him down a downward spiral. So he's grabbing everybody straight to hell with him. Like he's I gotta take him with me. I don't want to be by myself. Well, it's just, it's like if I killed myself, I just look like a loon. <laughs> like I can't, I can't do that. I mean, but the, think yeah. about it. If you if you're gonna get a cult leader who's gonna kill himself, he's got to take people with him, or he just looks like a fucking psycho. You know, that's a fact. You know, that's how cults work. You know, uh, the children of God, same way. Yeah. We can't let this kid kill us all. Yeah. If we get him to commit suicide, and maybe take one of us then we can use them as a martyr, which ended up happening in Children of God still around today.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I thought of uh, when you were talking about Scientology, I think the reason that L. Ron Hubbard did so much writing and so much of his required reading is required reading, is if L. Ron Hubbard would have pulled a Jim Jones and said, hey, everybody come listen to me talk. It wouldn't have been as as powerful.
3: No, if you've watched an interview with the guy, he just has no stage presence, no uh, charisma, not no uh, performance, you know, charisma or anything like that. The guy just. Uh, Eve. Yeah. He
1: doesn't have
3: it. I kind of compare him to somebody like a uh, a Rasputin and uh, even a Donald Trump. Bear with me, And that they just kind of force gump their way into all the successes that. Uh, that happened to them, and then they get off. You know, L. Ron Hubbard never really faced any. Uh, you know, Scientology kept going, and uh, I mean, after he di- after he died, it only got bigger. I mean, got a lot more money, and I don't know if it ever got a, It got bigger, but now they're just uh, they're at a point now where it's with uh, David Miscavige where. Uh, the money's all there from and no like one previous donors. Exactly. Is. <laughs> now this is an ongoing thing now with David Miscavige. But I don't know. Would you agree with that? That he was kind of like a uh, somebody that just kind of willed himself into situations and just got whatever he wanted just through sheer will.
1: I see. I see. L. Ron Hubbard as a car salesman. Yeah. They gave me the booklet. I never drove the car, but I could sell the motherfucker. I could sell it all goddamn day. I can see that. Because you know what, car salesmen are—they're not car guys. No. And they can't sell cars to car guys. That's a fact. Mm -hmm. Every car salesman you ever met doesn't know shit about a vehicle other than it has this, this, and this. And we can add this, this, and this. That's it. And guess what? This is what your monthly payment's going to be. This is how much you can put down. Sign on the dotted line. And what Reverend Hubbard did, he created a book that only he would understand, sold it to you as an answer. Hey, everything you need in life is in this book. Buy the book. And then come to my seminar, and I'll tell you everything you want to know about that book and how to read it and how to understand it. And then when you get to that tippy-top fucking level, I'm going to add some chapters for money, (laughs) and then you can do it all over again. And then you got to come
3: over after you read that book where we get to ask you all kinds of uncomfortable questions.
1: Yeah, so like, he he cornered the market the way the Catholics did when it came to uh, guilt. Like, I need you to tell me. Every bad thing you've ever done. And that's what he did. Uh, The Path uh, talks about this perfectly uh, on the Hulu series. Hey, we're going to have confession time. Uh, You're going to tell me about every bad thing you ever did. I'm going to record it. I'm going to lord it over you. A great example of this is recently, uh, John Travolta has came out as homosexual. Uh, People have kind of... Good for him. You know why he came out now? It's because Scientology has been lording that over him since the 70s. Yep. Because if it came out that John Travolta was gay in the 70s, he would never act again.
3: No, it would ruin his
1: career. He'd probably get killed. Uh, or I'd end up hanging out with like David Bowie or something. Um, Whatever floats your boat. Uh, I'd watch that music video. <laughs>
2: because yeah, oh. you know Freddie Mercury would have been in it, and it would have been the best thing. Saturday ever. Night
1: Fever, but it's fucking Starman.
2: <laughs> yes. Yeah,
1: but no, it's like that. That that is the thing that happened to him. You know, his ro- his whole life was cornered into a box, because these people made it so. Um, but that's a whole different aspect as opposed to Jim Jones. Where? Oh, you can leave. You got five goddamn minutes before I send the dogs after you. But you can leave. Yeah. <laughs> he could fucking leave. Ask that one senator. Yeah, ask that one senator. Well, we would, but he took a couple AK rounds to the back. Yeah, about that. <laughs> <laughs> and this is, this is kind of a, a, a weird thing I, I always thought about. It. It's just like, so think about it. Look, let's, let's, let's compare the different generations real quick. In the 70s, a sitting senator
2: <laughs>
1: from one of the largest fucking states Yeah. Went to South America and was murdered by a cult leader. Okay.
2: Now, hang on a minute. That sitting senator went to South America because a whole bunch of his constituents,
1: families,
2: yeah. were concerned about their loved ones, and they went to him, and he goes, Hey, y'all are all concerned. I'm going to go down there myself.
1: This is back when senators had some fucking nuts, too. <laughs> with, I always say this. With the
2: secretary and yeah. maybe a couple other people.
1: If people are listening to this, there was a time when senators had some fucking nuts on them who actually did some shit, who actually got in the goddamn streets and got their asses kicked, who did stuff to help their constituents. Harvey Milk, who got fucking blasted by a fucking homophobe because he was like, uh, I think gay bars are okay to have in San Francisco. So, no! Pop, 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 pop. You know, like they see. Yeah. yeah, Reagan times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Diane Feinstein, who's a living mummy now, has been riding that coattail for, what, seven decades? But... <laughs> But like you had senators who actually did shit, you know. You had people who were on the ground doing stuff. Didn't have, you know, delegates doing their fucking job for them. You had people that were well spoken, educated, how to handle situations. And this guy goes all the way down to South America, you know, the land that God forgot, and
2: with with a camera crew,
1: and was murdered on camera. Yeah, murdered on camera. Now let's play it like it's twenty (laughs) twenty (laughs) three. The dishonorable senator. Oh, what's that cocksucker's name from North Carolina?
2: Oh God! <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, the one with a funny name who doesn't pronounce it right. Oh, um, no. From North Carolina, senator was it Tillerson? No. So, anyway, let's. What say, if Lindsey Graham? Uh, <laughs> Lindsey Graham. <laughs> Hi y'all. <laughs> Hi y'all. I'm, I'm a, going. I'm going down to Ecuador. I'm gonna bring my little ladybugs with me. Yeah. Let's say Lindsey Graham decides to sack the fuck up and go all the way to another country. I
3: want to watch this movie so bad.
1: And then proceeds to get murked by the leader of a fucking cult. Oh, no! no. What do you think the measured response should be? The measured response should be... White phosphorus, the whole fucking forest, (laughs) until we kill every fucking cultist from the uh, shore to the mountain. That's not the... (laughs) That's not what it should be, but that's probably what it would be. Yeah, because that's what America does. <laughs> yeah,
3: especially present day. But
1: somehow, <laughs> somehow a city World sitting, police America. <laughs> but somehow a sitting prisoner, uh, uh, senator gets killed.
3: And, and then nothing happens. The government
1: knows this and sends a paltry force. They know ahead of time, this is a 900 strong cult in the jungle who are true believers they were lucky that these people killed themselves because if can you imagine how south that would have went if a bunch of American commandos showed up in Uruguay with guns to take down Jim Jones and his 900 strong cult oh man it would have made Waco look like (laughs) it would have been a Waco because David Koresh would have saw that as a kid like no that's a bad idea I don't (laughs) want to get killed by a soldier from Nebraska who's been doing push ups and (laughs) and taking pop shots of potatoes all fucking week like David Koreshman is like, Christianity might be a bad idea. Like, <laughs> I'm but because pict- he succeeded, but because David Koresh, or no, uh, Jim, uh, Jones Jim Jones, yeah, succeeded into what he wanted to do, that's why you have your David Koresh's. That's why you have your annual kids. Because they see shit like that. Yeah, I could buck the man. I could even kill one of their people and get away with it. Because no. he got away with it. In all tense purposes, Jim Jones got away scot free. Yeah. He took a bullet to the head that he didn't even do. He just had one of his guys. Hey, hey, uh, Timmy, uh, you got me? Yeah, bud, I got you. White knots, all that shit. Takes a hit of coke. Takes a hit of fucking Kool Aid. Pop, who, pop, and dies.
3: <laughs> who wins on uh Who wins in a big just uh, JR Tolkien style fucking battle, battle of formation? Five yeah, a, like Jim Jones. Jim, the Jim Jones army or L. Ron Hubbard in the Sea org
1: <laughs> with what's, what, all his. What's fascinating about The Sea org is it's kinda like how how Mormonism is set up. Like me and you, all of us couldn't just be Mormons. We could join, but we wouldn't be allowed in the temple. We We would do a whole We have to be a whole vetting process. You Mm -hmm. know, you have to, you know, rent out certain things, probably have to get married to somebody in the church or get married before you at least one person. Yeah. At least one. Everybody gets one. (laughs) Uh, but you know, you have to be a part of that just to rise into the rank like it's even a rank and file. Jim Jones, technically everybody's equal. And that's what pissed off a lot of people to begin with. Yeah. He played the game perfectly. Uh, I need blacks and whites to get along. Right. For mine to work. Because if they get along, now the government can get the fuck out of my business. Because out of all the terrible shit that happens in these cults, other than Scientology, they've done good things. Jim Jones did good things in Indianapolis. He did good things in his hometown. A a good portion of this is people talking about, hey, when I lived in Indianapolis, there were times I couldn't pay rent. And Jim Jones, you know, had like a Wednesday service and guess what? He put that money in my fucking hand. He paid water bills. He paid outstanding fucking power bills. He did things that you would expect a church to do for its congregation. And it was all, and and socialism to its highest degree. That's what it is. Hey, everybody come together for the good of the one, you know, let's make sure everyone stays afloat and we can all do this together. There are some churches that do it now, which are um, a fun fact a lot of churches uh, in the South uh, will pull their money together and buy someone's medical debt and forgive it. If that's the best idea of a church, yeah, then yeah, so be it. That's it. That's that's a perfect idea because if I got a you know, a congregation of you know all ages and someone who's deeply loved in the congregation has cancer. Guess what you know, even when I was a kid it was just like, no, we you make some food or have a fundraiser or something like that. You know, a lot of churches do this. But when you have someone like Jim Jones doing it for a mixed race of people, he's created a utopia damn near in the fifties. Yeah, in the Mm fifties. Which was very bad. (laughs) Uh, I don't have to describe the mantra of the 50s, which was white is white, black is not white. I was going
3: to say, the, uh, there was a genre called race music in the 50s. Yeah. Well, yeah. Speak,
1: well, Let's go into music real quick. That's another thing. Jim Jones had a band. David Koresh had a band.
3: L. Ron Hubbard or the Sea Org had a band. A funk fusion band. Yes.
1: <laughs> and they were cool. They were, they st- were good. It's, it's 70s jazz fusion. It rules. Check it out. It is actually good. If he had stuck with that... It would have been fine. Everybody <laughs> wouldn't have gave a fuck.
2: And do I need to be the one to remind you guys that Charles Manson did music? Oh yeah, that's all bad music.
3: All he wa- that's all he wanted to do. He though. was just really bad at it. Yeah, <laughs> and the Beach Boys were better. <laughs> but he had the one guy that didn't play on any of the fucking Pet Sounds in the and yeah. Dennis, Wilson, yeah, the, Dennis the, Wilson, the reject, yeah,
1: the psychopath, yeah. Uh, but you know. He's playing on you know desperation, just like Scientology. Scientology was I'm we're in a bad spot. Especially in the fifties, you know mental health is not in a good place. Uh, for you know we do in a history of forgot where we talk about circumstances of this of you know where places where places are in the timeline of things. Doctor Friedman is running around in the fifties, popping people in the face with a giant needle and a hammer. Fixing their brains, <laughs> you know. A love, a quote-unquote lobotomy. I can fix you. I yeah. got you. Yeah,
3: I got you. Oh, she's. Uh, oh, uh, hey, uh, my wife's. Uh, got as uh, talking Does back. Is she too much? Is it because yeah. she reads she's too read much? She's reading too much and she's talking back.
1: <laughs> I can fix that, Eric. Eric, get my needle. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, Master. Is, I got
3: you. Chrisy's like I hate you both, but
1: <laughs> but think about that. You know, you got people <laughs> getting fucking popped in the goddamn brainstem, and it's either that or this fat job of the hut, motherfucker. With this weird little book, can he said he can straight me out for like thirteen bucks an hour. Like <laughs> in
3: fifties money.
1: And I love, in 50's money. <laughs> and like I love L. Ron Hubbard's idea of just like, who else is in the game? Psychiatrists are in the game. Yeah. What if I said psychiatrists are worthless and in fact make you worse? Guess what? He just cornered the fucking it's Pepsi and Coke now. <laughs> <laughs> He, he mastered that it's shit. so like you
3: can tell them all your uh, your problems and uh, confess all your sins you know it's a, sim- it's a similar setup but what are they, how do they um, how do they phrase it where
1: it's instead of your sins it's your thetans so yeah so go, let's go into the basic belief so Jim Jones is a basic Christian belief mm-hmm. uh, the golden rule above all which yeah. I, you know if you're religious a lot you need to believe in the golden rule you do you want to others as you would have on to yourself? Don't fuck with me.
2: <laughs> which is ironically not uh, a religious thing. No, it's just a simple fucking thing. It's actually uh, it came from Aesop. Yeah. It's a riddle from Aesop. Yeah, which Don't. has it's just been adopted by Christian theology. Yeah, but it's, it's also it's
1: also the golden rule of society. You know, yeah. treat people how you want to be treated. Yeah, uh, but it's also kind of like that. They is this like, what would you would would you still would you be a murderer if you were not a christian it's like no because i don't want to murder someone you know it's not like, it's not the fear of hell that's stopping me from doing it or the law it's just i don't feel like murdering someone today you know it's a ricky Gervais argument it's just like if i was a christian i would rape as many people as i want which is zero that's the amount of people i want to rape <laughs> like that's, that's you know i don't need this yeah. to keep me from doing it but with with Jim Jones, it's you know the old school Christianity, you know that old time religion. It's you know peddled from the rivers of Mississippi all the way to the tents. But with L. Ron Hubbard, though,
3: if L. Ron Hubbard, you become the Godhead. He took yeah. the um, the out. Al- it's almost like he took the Aleister Crowley approach, which well, it's is
1: it's, it's it's chaos magic, ma- chaos
3: magic, uh, yeah. mixed with satanist beliefs. Yeah, and
1: it's, it's well, it's not even satanist beliefs. It's this. Freedom belief. Freedom, yeah. Uh, this idea of us like I control my destiny to the umpteenth degree. Uh, let me tell you how to control it though. Right, exactly. That's the, that's the game he's spilling. He took the
3: um, the Aleister Crowley um, quote where it's like, "Do as thou will as the will of the law. Love is the will of the law." I'm probably butchering it right now, but it's basically you know. Do your own thing
1: yeah I think uh, the proverb uh, protect your neck Pre- yes uh, was yes. somewhere was somewhere in there
3: do you girl yeah basically um,
1: live from 36 Chambers um, but the, I think the jizza the, the, the rizza the jizza um, <laughs> behold the prophet ghost face killer and method man
2: amen let the church say amen
1: <laughs> Wu-Tang Wu-Tang. Children. Wu-Tang hands up yeah <laughs>
2: Just, we made Chris laugh I thought of something
1: terrible just now uh, I, just, I just pictured Method Man in a church pussies up <laughs> o-
3: what? D- what did he say ODB's just with uh, Jim Jones doing the singing thing he does oh yeah,
1: yeah old dirty preacher old but,
3: dirty preacher but like
1: with with Scientology it's a it's a marketing game mm-hmm. I need to sell you something that's that's my game let let's let's put some money in some pockets you know what I'm saying and he I think he did it to where he could kind of support his own dreams of it uh, he you know he could bullshit enough to live free and I think I, that's that's pretty much how I see L. Ron Hubbard. this guy who it's not that he's overconfident he's perfectly confident to what he can do and then he did it you know he's no different than you know like a car salesman or anything like that. Yeah, politicians, you know, anybody that kind of like just kind of talk their way up. But he saw the cracks in the system where he could make his money, which was a church. Let me make a church, and I'll never have to pay taxes again. Uh, I'll fight tooth and nail to prove that I'm a church. And, you know, on a conspiracy, and he did do that, Uh, Operation Snow White, which was a Scientology operation to have Scientology members infiltrate the IRS to prevent IRS agents to go after Scientology. Yeah, that's the thing, too, with Scientology. They have, like... Uh, it's fascinating that they, have they didn't kill all of them
3: immediately. Well, they have, like, crews for everybody. Or they have, like, guys that keep tabs on people that leave the church. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they call them, like, squirrels or something no, like okay. that. So,
1: so you have nutters, who are the people that go after them. Squirrels. Squirrels, nuts. <laughs> uh, so, there are people who practice Scientology without being part of the organization of you know ron hubbard david miscavige and those people are seen as heretics history we've learned what heretics are are martin luther you know the amsterdam church of baptisms you know or baptists your methodists your presbyterians episcopalians you know these were all heretics at one time because they weren't down with the main game uh, <coughs> and fun fact about jim jones what he was doing in Indianapolis was considered heresy Mm-hmm what he was doing considered to the rest of the evangelical community throughout the you know south and uh, west they were not cool with jim jones's interracial church down here you're not going to see a lot of interracial churches today there was my grandpa's church when i was growing up, my great grandpa's church in the middle of the hood on 7th street all white there was a church across the way all black and guess what? They were both Baptist churches. So I was where I grew up too. That's, that's just a, yeah, old little Nutbush. Like, yep. <laughs> but uh, but no. So like, he was kind of bucking the odds on his game. Mm-hmm. So now he has a reason, and spite is a great fucking reason. <laughs> just like David Koresh, the original people of the Branch Davidians were not cool with him, except for the main lady, and she died. And now you have a breakoff point with the Branch Davidians. It's like people that are with David and people are with the other guy. Well, the other guy went nuts and threatened to kill the judge. So he's gone. Yeah. <laughs> so now it's either David's way or the fucking highway. So it's David's way. And that's, that's kind of the quick story of, you know, Waco. And that's the bottom line. <laughs> and that's the bottom line. Would you like a Dr. Pepper? <laughs> but with... <laughs> with some of these you know let's talk about a lesser one you know uh, the Rajnishis. I think this one might be your favorite <laughs> I respect the Rajnishis because people keep forgetting what the American dream is I get real fucking tired of that <laughs> our parents our grandparents
2: incoming rant Here's our <laughs> yeah you're <laughs> gonna fucking hear
1: it uh, raise your hand if you have Irish blood hands up <laughs> raise your hand if you got German blood hands fucking down I got a hand up no no they can't raise a hand up anymore for obvious fucking reasons <laughs> hands down basically European <laughs> raise your fucking hand up and guess what they mm-hmm. had some problems when they came here didn't they except for those Puritans they seem to be coasting along pretty well Goddamn natives in my way um, but no every generation of people have a problem coming here period but what's what's the American dream I'm gonna make it on my own yeah that's it freedom Freedom, freedom isn't free. It costs a buck five unless you're L. Ron Hubbard. Unless you're L. Ron Hubbard, it costs thirteen ninety nine an hour. <laughs> um, for you, for just you, yeah. and when you're two million deep, I'm going to add some lessons. <laughs> but Tom, no,
3: Tom, it, it seems to be working for Tom Cruise. He's jumping out of airplanes. He's fucking Tom Cruise is going to live forever, man.
1: Yeah. Those, he's uh he's going clear, clearer by the minutes. In all seriousness, I wouldn't doubt that let's say something happened to David Miscavige that Tom Cruise would be the next leader of uh, Scientology. That's who else would it be? Well it's not gonna be Shelly Miscavige, that's no. for sure. <laughs> <laughs> she disappeared like a fart in the yeah. wind. <laughs> <laughs> they even tried to fake her. Not long ago. I remember. Yeah.
2: Hey, we found Shelley.
1: Is it Shelley? No. <laughs> Hell
3: Tom so John Travolta is out, um, What's her name from Kings of Queens is out? Leah Remini. Leah Remini. Leah Remini. Michael oh. Pena's still in it. Oh yeah. Dan Asterson's still in it. He's in prison. I was just yeah. He's in jail. So it's definitely gonna be Top Cruise if it comes down between him and Top uh,
1: Cruise. Yeah. Top. Yeah. yeah top Cruise. <laughs> top Cruise. <laughs> he's um, topping everybody. Yeah. And but no, like the the Wild Wild Country saw me uh, when I saw it. I was like, okay, she immigrated to America. They bought a terrible piece of land. ...and turned it into something. Think about that.
0: They, you they came built to a, a
1: town. Yeah, You came to a
2: shithole.
1: David Koresh turned a small little place of shacks... ...tore all the shacks down and built a compound. Those people said they fucking loved it. And guess what? They weren't bothering nobody, technically... ...other than when David Koresh went to the bars and started playing Bad Company. But like... <laughs> <laughs> ...other than that...
2: And you know, marrying the underage girls. Yeah,
1: but they were true believers, so it doesn't really fucking matter what they think. Yeah, uh, but the under- yeah, the law and whatnot.
2: <laughs> and then, then consent, consent's a thing.
1: Well, in Texas at that time, uh, he met the consent law, so that's more of a Texas problem.
2: Hey, I, I, I'm just saying, hey, if consent. You're really into I don't 14 care.
1: 14 year olds, you can go I, to Texas. <laughs> uh,
2: <laughs> uh, just saying,
1: it's still there. Uh,
3: but, but yeah, communes
1: and. Um, well, no, they... they in all attempts and purposes, they took a shitty part of land. Middle of nowhere, Oregon. And, 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 you know, this is part of Oregon you don't talk about. This is eastern Oregon that's in the desert of Idaho. You know, they turned that shit around. When they got there, what, 50 people lived there? Something and they like turned that. It, and they turned it around. And guess what? Now there's forests there. There's rivers. There's grasslands. They've changed a the whole area of the country into a arid piece of shit. Into a thriving goddamn forest. And adopted all the homeless. Yeah. Be- that I lived need- out there too. Yes. Chrissy's like
3: shaking her head, laughing. This happened. The homeless people, they took the homeless people in this town and, li-
1: and. We need. Until it got bad. We need votes, goddammit. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. But no, how is. <laughs> but like, think about this. How is it different than Southern Baptists? Who take over a whole fucking town mm-hmm. or Jim Jones starting a whole commune in the middle of nowhere where he's at or just going to San Francisco starting a church or Indianapolis there's nothing illegal that they're doing in fact <coughs> the first shots rang out when local yokels took pop shots at them
3: mm-hmm. in wild, wild, country?
1: In wild, wild, country. wild wild country yes mm-hmm. the, the Rajneeshis looked around and said look the Americans you know we're here we're brand new we need to defend ourselves you know who else did this? The fucking Mormons. They did it in a horrific fucking way. Yeah. But they did it. They defended themselves to the umpteenth degree. It's no different than uh, Southern blacks defending themselves against the KKK or, or in L.A. with Malcolm X in New York to L.A. Or David they Koresh def- against the ATF. <laughs> it's a little different uh, with David Koresh. Uh, he's, he took his time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, like, there's no difference between these people in that setting. You know, the there are people that are trying to murder them let's not uh, it's not a joke around about it they were almost murdered on their own land if you was to do that story today of a bunch of Christians who had like a summer camp and locals were taking pop shots at them that would be the number one news story fuck aliens fuck that (laughs) I wanna know about what's going on in this fucking town. And you got a hyper Christian Timothy McVeigh, just he's a Christian. Years he later. was just like bombing shit, <laughs> and he was disillusioned by the government, and he was skinny as fuck, oh, that, and that, couldn't get laid.
3: That's the thing about the, the disillusion in government and your rulers breeds
1: all these cults too. And his best friend was an asshole, Timothy Nichols. Uh, <laughs> but what is it called? Sovereign citizens. Yeah, that's what, that's <laughs> yes. what Timothy Nichols was. With. But. When they come about the scene, you know, they have their religion. In fact, they're the Rajneeshees, the right? The You know, they span all over the country, but guess what? Their headquarters are now in Antelope, Oregon. Yeah, it was India, right? That's where uh, Osho, the leader, was. Right. Uh, his second in command, Ma Nanshila, he picked the perfect second hand <laughs> because you can't tell me there's been another second hand in command better than her (laughs) garbles didn't have a hand in this i think we i think what did you i think we know what chris's celebrity crush is dude she's american as fuck she is though she she's she's the most modern american you can think of i came to a country i got me some land i got me a fucking job granted it's a it's a lady you know crazy preacher but it got me a job i changed my community around i changed it that's the thing Change the community for the better. Not like Jim Jones, who is just like, I want to build up a church and then fucking leave. You know, not like Waco, where it's just like, I want to seclude myself and make guns. It's like, no, I changed the landscape of a country, and you're going to take pop shots at me? I'll be goddamn. In fact, I want to teach my people to use guns. I want to teach them how to make salmonella. I want to teach them what my God's all about. I'm in. And this is like, Chill, bitch. I'm in Hickville, Oregon, <laughs> I mean, where there's guns for days. Guns for days, and trailers making biological weapons. It's not just Portland. <laughs> yep. Fuck your shaky's pizza. I'm posing that motherfucker. <laughs> but yeah, that's where she. That's where I lost it. Where she decided to make biological weapons, I think. I think you took a knife to kill a fly kind of situation. Because
3: <laughs> wasn't their whole thing? Uh, wasn't it like tantric sex cult or something like
1: that? In a way, there was a lot of peace and love. Yeah, there's there. a lot
3: of there's a lot of hippy dippy <laughs> stuff. There's a lot of tantric sex. It was a combination. It was here. But
1: fun fact: uh, uh, the the daughter of the senator who was killed by Jim Jones was part of that cult. No way. Don't, yeah, <laughs> yeah. She was in there. Yeah, she was down with that shit. But like she. You know, she made something of herself. Granted, she became a, war- a criminal and had to flee to S- Switzerland. Yes. Yeah. yeah, Yeah, she's alive in Switzerland. She's just chilling. Uh, but if you want to talk about a religious persecution, that's a perfect example. I need, because what they did to the leader was fucking horrific. Mm-hmm. So, it happened here in North Carolina? <laughs> yeah, it happened here in North Carolina, Mississippi, and Texas. Yep. So, they took the leader, Osho, arrested him, uh, didn't feed him for days. This is an old man. Mm -hmm. took him to North Carolina first, put him in a cell, then put him in a cell with a man infected with HIV, fucking AIDS, Yep. and then took him to Texas to hang out for a little bit. This is a federal inmate. This is not some state inmate. This guy is under federal charges, under the protection of the United States government, and they are torturing this old man because why? Because they had a little cult out in the middle of the fucking woods that decided to protect themselves with as much availability as possible. Now, this was the 80s, too, right? It bled into the 80s. Okay, so So late 70s, early 80s. They were just chilling. I will say, uh, fashion, not their biggest strong suit. Uh, (laughs) No. Uh, (laughs) Orange, cream colored, along with burgundy vests. But the Uzi really held it together. Like, the Uzi and the aviators really brought it the whole really thing It really makes the colors pop a little yeah. bit. In fact, your dad, I'm looking at a uh, younger version of your dad, Christy, and he looks like he would rock the Rajneeshi cult. Like I could see him with some aviators and an Uzi just being like, <laughs> do it, do it, Fuck it do it.
2: Let's see, I would have been... Come down that
1: piggy-licky motherfucker, I got your name, I got your ass. <laughs> so, in the,
2: Ironically enough, in the picture that you're looking at, I would have been five years old, and I was born in 86. Yeah. So that would have probably been fairly close, (laughs) time period wise.
1: Your dad's nickname is hippie. So (laughs) yeah, (laughs) but uh, but no, like as as like, they did a lot of horrific shit. Yeah, they did. But when you box someone in like that, yeah, that's gonna fucking happen. But going back to Jim Jones, though, (laughs) you know, he takes you know he starts doing faith healing. Yeah. In a way, but he's also doing this thing. I'm trying to remember what it what it's called uh bull baiting which is the same thing scientology does which is hey christy cap i really need you to bully chris as much as possible
0: mm-hmm.
1: and that's what they did and that's kind of that's a cohesion method that was used by cyanon and all those weird children camps <laughs> yeah just kind of just guilt somebody into well, it, it, it's bullying someone into submission uh a great example is the uh a website online right now uh i think it's the jonestown archives yeah uh which is all recordings and videos from the jim jones group from as early as you know the early 60s and it's recordings of you know his sermons and stuff and there's some like vitriolic stuff coming out of those places Yeah, you can get that on like you know black markets on uh it's a whole thing oh okay and yeah. like a lot of it is degrading someone in front of everybody in the church and that's what he would do he would pick up this one girl this woman how dare she do this one thing everyone just jump on her they're beating a woman they're spanking a woman on the dais of the of the church and she's begging forgiveness and she's having people from the church do it to her and it's a big we were talking about what 900 or something like that in the commune this is before it becomes a commune but this is back when it's in the church like in the actual buildings in the churches was hey this woman fucked up she broke one of jim's rules not the commandments she broke one of jim's rules and we really need to put her in her fucking place and these people stayed because that's that's how that works scientology is the same way um and in a society kind of thing it's kind of plays out the same it's just like oh kids have it too easy you know, back in my day, I got a fucking punch in the mouth from the teacher. Well, back in the day, that was fucked up still. Yeah. Yeah. That's the reason we don't do that shit anymore. There's a reason we don't have Catholic nuns splitting fucking rulers over kids hands anymore, because that's fucking horrific. But it's that, you know, we have that in society. It's like, even I catch myself sometimes, these fucking kids are weak as shit. Especially when she's telling me about her kids in her classes. I'm just like, they're weak-willed. Why are they crying watching Jim Zones? I didn't fucking cry. And it's just like, oh wait, I'm in the mind. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, one, one of the things, I watched a, a documentary series recently and they talked about Jonestown. And this was one that I didn't even know about. Uh, another one of those times where they did that. Jim called a man and a woman up in front of the uh, congregation. That was when they were in Redwood Valley where there were a ton of people there. This man wanted me to suck his dick. <laughs> <laughs> Close. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they were... Over, they were in their twenties, and they had both been caught sleeping together, and they were in a relationship. They had been dating.
1: Jim, Heretics.
2: <laughs> Jim Jones said that they had gone behind his back and started a relationship, and that he did not approve the relationship.
1: Well, he also structured relationships in the church.
2: Yeah, so he told them that he was going to have them perform sex with each other in front of the entire congregation with no clothes on. Oh, Jesus.
1: That's how you teach sex ed. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and the m- the man said, I will take a beating, and I will take the same beating that you would give her to keep this from happening. He'd rather get beat to,
3: beat by everybody. He'd rather get beat to death by, uh, in front of everybody than have sex in front of everybody.
2: <laughs> no, he said he would take his beating and her beating. And her beating. To she, keep that's love from right this.
1: there. That's love. Yeah. That's love.
2: And Jim said, "Okay, sir. <laughs> so,
1: you know what I would have done? Exactly. If I was just, because I would be the newcomer guy. I know I would be. I would show up and just like, oh, oh, you wee fucker in front of God and everybody. Oh, oh, folks, do you hear that? I think I think God's talking to me. I think He wants me to shiv Jim Jones. I <laughs> I feel the spirit." Rolling through him, I'm just like moving around like a fucking Pentecostal, just and just taking my tie off as I wrap it around that stupid fuck's neck, it's like God's telling me to do it. Shh, you hear that? That's God telling me to be quiet. going back home to Jesus, and like everybody would just be fucking horrified yeah. by watching a man be strangled to death. Look at his eyes, and it's like ah, <laughs> they all just melt like in Raiders of the Lost Ark. Oh my <laughs> God, yes. Well, that was another thing. Like a thing about Jim Jones was. He told them that. They couldn't see his eyes because they would see the eyes of the Lord. Yep. That's why, how he hit it. Joseph Smith did the same shit with the plates of Nephi. Oh, if you were to see him, you would burst into flames. Yeah, exactly. And then, like, his best friend's wife's like, fuck it, I don't care. Let me show him to me, you son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. I got to know. Like, you lying little cocksucker. I'd tell me, <laughs> show him to me. I don't care if my plane explodes. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> And then she was allowed in Mormonism. <laughs> She's
3: like, actually, you are just as powerful as I am. How about that? Yeah. It's so
1: crazy. But like, but like, Dianetics was the same way. You can't know the rungs of the ladder on this one. You can't, you can't learn how to get your Thetans right or Thetans right unless Elrond taught you how to do it. And then Elrond had people he delegated this to who are also believing the fucking bullshit and drinking the Kool-Aid and, no, you, you can't be cool with it unless you pay money. Did you ever watch? There's a movie actually about this called The Master. Did you ever see it? It had uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman no. and Joaquin Phoenix. Fantastic movie. It's an analogy for Scientology. T- okay. Philip, right, Philip Seymour Hoffman plays the L. Ron Hubbard character. No fucking way. And it's fantastic because Joaquin Phoenix is suffering mentally and he goes to this man for help. And it's fucking horrific.
3: Is it, Do they do the all the parallels where they're reading, uh, getting the feet well, the and reading mentally? He
1: boxes Joaquin Phoenix in mentally and to where even Joaquin, what are you doing to me? Please, just I'm just asking for help. He's like, you're almost there, you're almost at the finish line, and he keeps he keeps egging this poor fuck on. Uh, there's even a scene where a guy questions the main, the master's you know techniques, and he's just like, well, can you prove his not working? Well, no, because I can't prove a negative, you son of a bitch. Like, (laughs) he plays that game, you know. It's just like, can you prove that the Holy Spirit's not in me? And that's how cult leaders work. That's how conspiracy theory works. That's like, look, the earth's flat. You can't tell me otherwise. I'm like, that's the fucking problem, dumbass. (laughs) Like, you're telling me everything. Anything evidence I show you is going to be like, spherist, -uh. globalist. Jew. (laughs) it's just like oh god damn I knew you were going to say that again it's always that but but like with your multi-level marketing scheme that is Scientology and your true faith believers of Jim Jones there's a happy medium the Mormons (laughs) (laughs) here we go (laughs) but no like uh, uh, someone did kind of a comparison what is it about what is it about the super faithful that fall for multi-level marketing schemes people that are true blue believers in their church who fall for these pyramid schemes because a lot of the people that are kind of fall, falling into these things are evangelicals uh baptists Methodists, presbyterians and stuff like that who are falling for these schemes what is it about them that makes them so gullible and you know it, there could be a simple answer which is probably horrific probably saying they've been dumbed down to believe in that kind of thing or there's a comfort for having that having that faith as a security blanket yeah mentally Um, but with the multi-level marketing scheme you know it's just like you know if you get people in you start making money and if they get people in you start making more money because that's how a pyramid scheme works and it's and it's a fragile system I think you know church is kind of the same way I need everyone to buy into what I'm saying very quickly and give me your fucking money
2: but it's also well don't you want your loved ones to go to heaven yeah don't you want your loved ones and your friends to be in a happy place and be better off don't you know your loved ones are suffering your loved ones are stressed or they're sick or bad things are happening and i can fix those things i fixed them with you
1: yeah but that's that's kind of the the basis of you know religion it's just like Well, what happens after I die? And instead of having an existential crisis where everything goes black, uh, you want to teach someone that, hey, there is something after this, after this big go around, which is all fucking simulation,
2: folks. None of you are real. Once I die, you all disappear. Um, (laughs) No, we're all on the uh, cat collar on Orion from uh, Men in Black. Black. (laughs) Yes. If only.
1: (laughs) Where I want to be. Yeah, we're all just marbles in the bag of the ball sack of a fucking alien.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Hey, aliens are real remember?
1: <laughs> I fucking guess. It's
2: sure. I'm kind of
1: in that weird spot where, yeah, I hope so, and yeah, I don't want to meet them. Because, <laughs> God forbid, how horrific those motherfuckers might look.
3: I don't want to tell them anything about any of my shit. I don't they don't see, know me. I don't want
1: to see a humanoid version of a platypus telling me about the fucking starship field they came from. I really don't want to hear it. <laughs> Unless they said see, Jesus was there, too. See, this planet's weird enough. Yeah, this planet's always... <laughs> I'm worried about my fucking car payment. Okay.
2: <laughs> I still think they've been around for a really long time, and this planet is just like the people of Walmart uh, website. Yeah.
3: There's I think. People uh, watching. I think cats are aliens, and it's been that way since day one. Yeah. Ask the Egyptians.
2: Well, it makes w- sense
1: with Scientology. You know, aliens exist. You know, it's yeah. part. It's part of the. That and, is their deity. Well, the Xenu storyline is just. Or like, he's like more of the
3: villain. Like he's the, a villain. Yeah. Uh,
1: but you know. The whole object, as opposed to you know Christianity, which is to get rid of sin and be right with the Lord, is going clear. Yes. I need you to be perfectly clear. And past lives are involved. You know, your past life could interfere with your life now. It can make you unclear. It's very vague. And another thing I kind of like about Scientology, if something bad happens to you, that's because you're not right. Yeah, and you need to go clear. Oh, you've got the- you've got some thetans that uh, it's not you. You it's have these broke thetans. Your foot unless you had some thetans that needed. No asshole, a fucking postal truck hit it. Like yeah, <laughs> there's no thetans involved in that. This is bad luck.
3: You know? But that's what going clear is all of your sins being your thetans being cleared
1: from your psyche, your body, and all that. But you know the Bible says the same thing. It's like, hey, yeah. what did what did Job do? He looked at God and blinked, and God didn't like that shit at all. <laughs> 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 and then he made a deal with the devil so was like, we'll see how, how far we can make joe you know flinch you know but there's a bunch of stories in the bible like that. tests yeah. yes. test your faith you know and it's just like why bad things happen to good people which is you know the the first question in christianity i think uh well well mary over here you know she she had a family her husband died of cancer her kids were killed in vietnam and her daughter died in a plane crash well what was wrong with her? It's like, this is God's plan. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's it. Don't, don't you love we that? It. Oh, we, it's part of God's plan. Yeah, I, w- I would love to see some poor guy uh, die for like a good solid five minutes, come back to life. He's like, oh man, I saw God. Well, what did he say? Dude, all those kids deserve leukemia every fucking one of them and it's like oh did he he tell you the plan yeah and it made a lot of fucking sense like he really sold me on it so yeah if I die yeah, I'm I'm good
3: I want to see this movie now where Chris comes back as a uh, as an angel or uh... the
1: Mormons are right
2: holy shit holy shit they were right the whole fucking time man I shouldn't have made that podcast. Man. I'm We've seen the movie; it's called Dogma. Yeah,
1: no, the Mormons are right. The whole side, like South Park, when everybody yeah. goes yeah, dies and goes to hell. No, guys, you're going to hell. The Mormons were right. It turns out everyone else is wrong. Mormons had it right the first time. Yeah. And like another thing is, it's like a lot of the, a lot of the cults, you know, other than Scientology, are all based off you know Christianity. There are very few that aren't here in the western I was world I would say in the west for sure yeah in the west uh, a lot of them are you know branches of the seventh day adventists baptists uh, evangelicals like Jim Jones Amshinricio <laughs> uh, um, or no uh, the Hill kids is the only one I know that's part of Mormonism uh, in a way right uh, I was going to say um, Shinrikyo is Christianity mixed
3: with sci-fi yes well, oh yeah. Kind of like Scientology.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: but just picked home Shinrikyo and, si- and L. Ron Hubbard in a room together. Oh, man. That would have been fun. That's one of those like serial killer ideas. It's like if Ali Morno's walked up on like Ted Bundy on like a weird Saturday night in the Florida Everglades, it's like, who's coming out of that shit alive? You <laughs> know? Smoking in the boys' room. <laughs> that would have been a knockdown, dragout fight. And Ted Bundy's like, you know what? I'm sold. <laughs> I'm good. High fives her, sacks her on the ass. I'll see you in Utah, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if he never got caught, he would have ran into Eileen Warnos at some point. Yeah, That's a goddamn he would fa- have. He, he was to. in Florida. She was, you know, doing her thing in Florida. You know, at some point, killers meet killers, and they become enablers. <laughs> for it was each like other. Uh, Henry Lee Lucas met Otis, Otis Tool. Tool. Mm-hmm. That's just like that, those yeah. two fuck ups, really? Charles Manson at any time could have met a cult leader. At any fucking time. Th- he could have. It, Scientology was around uh, in well, Los he, Angeles. He talks about like he almost became a Scientologist. In prison, right? Yeah, because he, he got some of their books. And he was like, this is some crazy bullshit, but I'm down with it. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. he's like, Oh, yeah, man. This fucking thing's cool, man. Fucking aliens <laughs> and shit. Hell yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hey, wait. What you doing with that, that torch there, Mick? And he's like, <laughs> fuck you, whoosh, and lights his cell, fall, his cell on fire because that actually happened. Oh, fuck. <laughs> so after Helter Skelter came out, some prison pitters, prisoners got together and lit his goddamn cell on fire while he was in it.
3: Can't be famous and
1: go to prison. Not anymore. Yep. Not since Dahmer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, like, with some of the other ones, with some of the, like, smaller ones, you know, your David Koresh's, you know, it's, it is a compound, you know, that when you start using words like compound, you yeah. Hoarding guns, bunker, child brides. <laughs> when you start using Texas, Texas, <laughs> Doctor Pepper. <laughs> when you start using big words like that, those uh, three syllable words, you know, everybody gets a little fucking tense. Yeah, but I think I think with with you have something like a modern era Waco is if it was left alone, all things would have came to a head eventually. You know, the Texas officials would have stepped in. And arrested him for something, and it would have been like kind of more of a peaceful kind of thing. He probably would have held out a little bit, or they probably would have caught him slipping out in the fucking countryside. That's most like kind of like a Warren Jeffs, like Warren Jeffs was found in the back of a fucking van, right? And he'd been traveling in the back of a trunk for the whole like the whole time, kind of like Pablo Escobar during was, his last days.
3: Like yeah, most of these like religious based cults uh, fizzle out in one way or the other, but it feels like Church of God and. Um, Uh, scientology are two of the very few nefarious cults that have
1: yeah well children children of god um kind of had a large group of people and a structure that facilitated you know the pillars of it so like there wasn't there wasn't one like the main guy had already died So now it's a delegation, like a a committee, a group of people that are running it. So like, taking down a group of people is damn near impossible. Well, isn't that kind of like what happened with Scientology after uh, L. Ron Hubbard died too? Well, right now Scientology is on the downcline because I'm talking about like, you know, right when he died and all that. So so look at Scientology like a company. Yeah. When L. Ron Hubbard was in his dying days, Scientology was not doing good. It wasn't so mid 80s something yeah like that. It, it wasn't good he was in new york for a little while um he got sick his health declined basically the church was run by these little 13 year old girls <laughs> for a while they <laughs> yeah. were taking care of him. david miscavige was a teenager at that time and he started getting ballsy about it he, he was he's very charismatic david miscavige the story of him you know we mean you listen to the lpn there thing about it fascinating guy yeah like he 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 could have been the greatest car salesman ever. Um, right. But he got in while the getting was good. And I think that's the best way to describe a cult leader is he got in while the getting was good. You know, anytime Jim Jones could have slept up, uh, messed up by meeting one extra person, who really would have fouled him the fuck up. But because he was basically a child prodigy, he knew the Bible like the back of his hand. He took it and ran with it. Mm. And I like I was like good for him like you know he he did something at least he did something he could have been you know just some monkey salesman in Indiana like because that's another thing he did he sold monkeys door to door
3: yeah I think the story uh, I heard one story about one of those monkeys wound up committing suicide yeah or yeah. something like that it was like how does a monkey just kind of just figure out that
1: lot li- that have that take on life and just choose to end it all like that and this is why we need to stop educating apes <laughs> like I, I totally believe that teaching the apes sign not a good idea that's so what we, we learned from uh, Coco Coco lied Coco lied mm-hmm. Coco was sad and Coco lied about destroying the sink and then when they told him Rod Williams died he's very sad so they have a consciousness and they can lie so that means they are a say it with me enemy of humanity <laughs> so so I watched those documentaries called uh, Planet of the Apes um that taught me to, to not fear the ape, but revere the ape as an enemy. Communism Respe- is red-
3: respect the enemy. <laughs>
1: Communism is red herring. The real enemy is AI and the apes.
3: The the apes are already already uh, running AI. They're having a
1: uh, Hank can't Williams, have Andy Circus running around here with <laughs> his ha- goddamn AI. But Frodo, Frodo centric Caesar ape. Meanwhile,
3: it's nothing nefarious at all. It's just Hank Williams singing. that's uh, Hank Williams' voice singing NWA lyrics.
1: Yeah, that's how it starts. That's how it starts. <laughs> it's Roy Clark singing. Singing Public Enemy songs, and that's that's just how it starts. I, <laughs> I got Clark, a
3: letter from the government. The other day,
1: The shit at rap, as fast as that motherfucker moved. Yeah. Oh man, notorious B.I.G. notorious Roy motherfucker. Notorious, <laughs> notorious R.O.Y. Roy, Roy. <laughs> with a shreddy guitar solo. <laughs> Don't worry, that part is gonna drop. Drop another fucking. Rap, she, uh, a new a new rap album soon cuz she dropped a rock album.
3: She's doing a duet with uh Cardi B all about uh being uh paying for uh getting that grilla, getting that grilla and getting big fake plastic booties.
1: Yep, that's all it's about.
2: Oh, bless this mess.
1: I know, right? <laughs> this, this is where we are. To, this is what's fun having three people. Like so two, <laughs> two people's fun, but three people is always better. Don't worry, but we do like a big, like uh, something good network, fucking large episode a round roundtable. You know, yeah, that's going to be the real fun. And I'm episode. still
2: going to be the only girl. Probably. <laughs> Help. More than likely,
1: I would. Uh, well, Mikey's girlfriend would join it, but she'd be like, "I want to play Chris in Monopoly." No, because I, I know. No, but well, she still hasn't beat me, and she keeps having these lesbian girls sub for her all the time. I'm just like, that's not going to work because they don't know how, to, how capitalism works. Not because they're lesbians, because they're just ignorant about fucking capitalism. Shakes her head. <laughs> yeah, you shake your fucking head. I will give a shit. I, I,
2: that's because you know how I play Monopoly.
1: Yeah, you you and your blonde friend tried to murder me.
2: <laughs> Charlie wasn't going to try. She was going to murder me. Yeah,
1: and she would have took a park place right to the fucking jugular.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I am the cockroach of Monopoly. Yeah, you yeah, can't kill me.
1: She'll, she'll buy the slums. Yep. Get your ass out of the game. <laughs> who who, th- who uh,
3: makes the call that says uh, Chris is a witch and just goes in and takes the, uh, <laughs> the
1: property. <laughs> mm-hmm. House rules, baby. House yes. rules. That's why I asked the questions. What's your house rule? <laughs> all,
2: <laughs> we, all the money play. goes in the middle, and you land on uh, Park, free parking, free parking. you get the money. Yeah. But somebody decided to land on free parking 15 times in a row.
1: I'm sorry, the influx of cash from the stimulus
2: that's that you put what, in the game. That's what happens when you have a hand cramp, and you drop the dice instead of rolling them.
1: Uh-huh. If you want to play the Yahtzee rules, we put them in a little bucket. I'll play that way, too. I don't give a fuck. We should have. Yep. <laughs> do you know what we need? you know what they need in a fucking Monopoly game? The little sorry bubble. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. You, you get to do it twice. Need that. You get to do it twice, and that's it.
3: <laughs> all right. Who wins in a fight? Uh, L. Ron Hubbard, Charles Manson, or Jim Jones in a brawl for all? James Jones. Jim Jones takes on both of them Jim at Jones. once.
1: Jim Jones, The fight, despite all the amphetamine, was still in good shape.
2: <laughs> I was gonna say when and, and Charles we... Manson
1: was a bad thief and also a bad fighter, so like uh, I'm pretty sure Squeaky Frog could have whooped his ass.
3: <laughs> and I don't know, Elron A, L. I almost said Elron H. Yeah, he'd be mouth breathing a lot. He'd
1: be, he's, he looks I'd very rather,
3: soft. I'm a lover. I'll you my girlfriend.
1: David, David, David break me up bring me a pot pie. <laughs> Charlie. Charlie, do you like pot pie? I haven't eaten in three weeks, you
3: son of a bitch. Yeah, he strikes me as somebody who's never been in a fight in his life. Very soft.
1: Yeah, he's soft. Soft. <laughs> With two Ts. Soft. You used to not give a fuck. Now you soft. I saw you rip a man's jaw off. Now you soft. I seen it. I seen it. <laughs> You should not give a fuck, Elrod. <laughs> you know here's the funniest thing about this is like, Aaron Hubbard probably created in the modern time one of the most batshit crazy schemes of all time.
2: Successfully,
1: it died with no f- pomp or circumstance. There was no big thing about him. They just chucked his ass in the ocean. That was about it. He d- he didn't die. He
3: transcended. Yeah, he he, b- he went clear. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, Tom Cruise is—he's uh, talking to Tom Cruise now, and that's what. I it
1: think uh, there was an estimate that there's only like twenty thousand members left, other than like the like the richest donors. Like was out, of, say, out of the entire population, the, it's like twenty thousand.
3: I was to say that the only reason they're still run is because all these rich rich donors keep uh,
1: funneling it. And, and like the people's temple, the people the people's temple is still going. Yeah. In an ex, to an extent. Yeah. Um, but it's no longer the the Jim Jones happy go lucky jungle forest family. Um, and flavor aid salesman, and
3: then you've got the uh, the Manson followers that are just are all about the lore, yeah, and still kind of put him on a pedestal. Well,
1: it's like it's like when you're like thirteen to learn about the Manson family. There's always like one or two kids in school, man. The fuck, yeah, man. The Manson family's coming back. Shut the fuck up. I got a letter from him the other day, man. Did you? Did you? Was it a postcard written and shit? Right, <laughs> 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 because that sounds about right.
3: <laughs> but don't you know he had like a whole like crew of people like outside doing shit for
1: him and I'm glad he died the way he did where he realized he was getting scammed on that last go around by that woman who married him yeah so her and her male friend could sell it like basically do a fucking circus show with his body right that kind of a- they were going to take his corpse and show it around that because that's exactly what they were going oh to my do oh god
3: I didn't know they were going to take his corpse around I know Charles they were trying Manson to get medicine the medicine show yeah I know they were trying
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs>
0: <laughs>
3: but yeah, weren't they like trying
1: to get uh, th- his estate or something like that? Yes, her name was Star. <laughs> of, cu- of course. So any <sighs> bitch with a name like that can't trust. I went to college with a girl named, I didn't trust her for shit. I, I gave her a pencil one time. I'm like, before I left, I want that goddamn pencil back.
3: Did she have two R's or
1: one? It was one. And it was like, I'm like, is that like a stage name? Is your real name like Stephanie or some shit? And she's like, no, my name's Star. All right, whatever, Cinnamon. Lied, <laughs> <laughs> <Lying>, motherfucker. <laughs>
3: Salt. Salt and Peppa. I met a girl named Salt.
2: <laughs> oh, we're I teach school. We're not gonna talk about the names I've heard. Uh. That's why when
1: you bring back the old names like Kermit and Brigham. Jebediah. Jebedi- <laughs> Minelaus? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> if I ever have a bastard son, he's named Menelaus. <laughs> Jolene. <laughs> Menelaus Papio Daniel Morrison. <laughs> What's he do? He sells flour for a living. Like a real man. Oh, my God. He sells baker equipment in Bibles. And he smokes two packs a day. At yep. least. Lost with an eye name in like a that. thresher accident. Mm. I had a cousin lose a finger in a chicken farm one time. That was fucking hilarious. Mm. She, her fingers are like this. It's fucking hilarious. Um, no, she, I think she stuck her finger in a fan.
3: But, uh. <laughs> but yeah, with the star and uh, getting yeah, so she tried, she
1: tried to get his estate legacy. and, like... On the back, he and Charles Vance is like, I oh, used scamming, a little bitch. You don't think I know this game? And fucking took it, right? Yeah. Took it back from her. Uh, well, like another, uh, you know, going back to Monon Sheila, you know, they rebranded that whole thing. Yeah, and we never
3: got a part two out of that. or So,
1: like, she's still alive in Switzerland, as far as I know. But the Rajneeshis have been... Kind of rebranded with the changing of their leader's name, um, Osho is now still a, a religion of sorts. It's mainly uh, what's the best way? Um, I'm trying Figure, to think of the best way to describe. Kind of like a
3: figurehead.
1: No, he's a figurehead. Like he's always the image.
3: Kind of like Elon um, Hubbard.
1: Yeah, kind of. But like there is no some there's no one that took his place. You know what I'm saying? Like it's still it's not it's not much of a religion as it mo- as it is. Uh, Was it a uh, positive? Assertions. What is it called? Um, Inspiration porn. Well, like yeah, basically it's positive
2: but affirmations. Positive
1: affirmation. That's what that religion ended up becoming. Was memes, <laughs> like cat memes, like hang in there,
3: or like uh, Gary V on Instagram tra- telling you to
1: start your business, man. But yeah, it's almost like kind of like a Tony Robbins kind of thing. Yeah. It's just like uh, believe in yourself, you know. No one can stop you. Uh, bring a gun because no one can kill you. <laughs> uh, back the fuck up.
2: Yeah, you know, I, I, I want to
1: see this Tony Robbins. I, I wanna,
2: yeah, I want to see I want to see
1: Tony Robbins say the word fuck more.
2: If, if people shoot at you, put uh, back uh, biological weapons. Use biological weapons against. them. At the
1: Shakey's Pizza. Yeah, yeah. At, at the buffet, buffet. at the local pizza place. Well, Malcolm X, same thing. You put your goddamn hands on me, I'm gonna fuck you up. <laughs> yeah. There's no difference between him and my non Sheila. Not a goddamn difference.
2: <laughs> well.
1: She didn't get shot by her own people or the CIA.
2: Mal- Malcolm's theory was... Listen a-
1: to that episode, folks, where me and Chris talk about how the government kills civil rights leaders and presidents. I can't wait.
2: We actually didn't talk about how the government kills them. We just talked about how they got killed. Yeah. We didn't do the conspiracy part. You wouldn't let me.
1: Well, it's a history podcast. We'll do it on this one.
2: I know. I know.
1: But this just me murmuring her talking about, like, so-and-so killed Malcolm X. The government killed Malcolm X. Like, yes. <laughs> stupid. <laughs> yeah, It's kind of like uh, if you watch Windigoon on YouTube, where he's talking about the death of Martin Luther King, and then halfway through, he's just like, The government! The government killed Martin Luther He's just so frustrated, yeah. talking about the trajectory of fucking Tr- uh, uh, James Earl Ray and how it's impossible for him to shoot him. And he's just like, So you know what? Fuck it. Fuck the it. Government. The government. The goddamn yes. government killed him. Yes. Those sick motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. Goddamn Monsanto. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like a tirade about fucking about the fruit production companies in South America. The, this is. I could I could go on about Monsanto and how it's related to Pee Wee Herman. Um, oh God, rest in peace, rest Pete, in, Paul Reubens. I watched yes. Tony Bennett and uh, Sinead O'Connor. Who would have thought? Oh Who? I yes. about she was right. She <laughs> was. The Catholics can't be trusted. She was right. She said it on Saturday Night Live in front of Joe Pesci and everything. <laughs>
3: my fa- my favorite Sinead O'Connor. O'Connor oh, story. I know this is like off topic, but great
1: cover for Prince song too, bitch. Yeah,
3: like she does a show and she gets booed by everybody. She's because this was right after all this had happened. Like she's getting booed by everybody. Chris Christopherson comes up to her. You, you know, they this. get off the mic and he just goes, "Don't let the bastards get you down."
1: That's Chris Christopherson. Yeah, I'm like, that's awesome. Chris Christopherson's like been like that since day one. Yeah, <laughs> when he was like pushing a broom at fucking Columbia Records, it's like no one's gonna keep me down. Okay, like, hey, Johnny. I got a song about Sunday morning coming down. He's like, let me get my helicopter. We'll go right oh, this way.
3: Let me go grab my cleanest dirty shirt.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> cleanest dirty shirt.
2: Speaking of outlaw country that you were talking about earlier.
1: It's a fucking conspiracy.
2: <laughs>
1: it's being taken over. The by government Boca killed Cop-
3: Jim Morrison, Janis Joplin. Jim Morrison killed himself. <coughs> Jim Morrison was just, yeah. Jim Morrison In killed France. himself.
1: Janis Joplin died by accident. Jimi Hendrix was killed by the government. <laughs> Him and Sam <laughs> Cooke were both killed by the goddamn CIA. The same man that killed ronald mcdonald the original ronald mcdonald because they knew too much
3: no ronald mcdonald was killed by grimace no (laughs) no grimace who's the real taste please now motherfucker grimace is the tex watson (laughs) in this
1: scenario in the world of the manson family mcdonald's (laughs) rock and roll mcdonald's Ronald McDonald is a fucking Manson fan that little duck bitch is squeaky From. does that make Wayne, uh, Wendy Grace slick and then uh, and, and then Colonel Sanders is Vincent Bugliosi. yeah I got your name motherfucker I'm gonna get you
2: I'm gonna profit so much off of the interview yeah. <laughs>
1: Oh, there's kind of a weird conspiracy about the colonel, but uh, dude, you know, like, uh, you remember Danielle in fucking West Virginia? Yes. Her dad met the colonel. Has a photo with him.
3: No fucking way. The real colonel,
1: because KFC is fucking huge in West Virginia.
3: Of course, they don't have a
1: Waffle House for shit, but yeah, they got KFC. They don't have what do they have? They got a uh, Biscuitville. And stuff.
3: They do have Biscuitville. That's right.
1: Yeah, that weird. I I I, I made the mistake of going to a uh, Bridge Day up there. Uh, and went to a Tudor's Biscuit World, which is their, their fucking Waffle House. And I go in there, and I'm not really paying attention because it's like 6 in the morning, and I slept at a gas station parking lot in my car. So... I, I know I, that life. <laughs> I look up, and then I see the most uniformed people in my life who are heavily armed. I see FBI agents, NSA, Homeland Security, SBI, which means state police, um, uh... Sheriff and state troopers in this business packed, and I just happened to look up and like, Fuck, everyone's armed, and it's because of Bridge Day.
3: <laughs> You've told me about Bridge Day, let's but let's go to
1: Bridge Day, motherfucker. I want to see all this security. Do a October anyway. Let's take two weeks to hang out in West Virginia. We'll hang out at Brad's house. <laughs> he will give a up. fuck,
3: man. If he I'm not, if you buck, do a jam I'm fucking damn. <laughs> I'm fu- I, I want to, real fucking bad. Oh, if Chrissy, I sh-
1: come with us. <laughs> Do you want to be my plus one at a wedding? <laughs> I'm officiating.
2: That's it. <laughs> and I might be catering. Okay. I'm, I, I hate to do this. What's bridge day? Um, and the New River Gorge
1: in West Virginia is the largest freestanding bridge uh-huh. uh, on this side of the United States. Uh-huh. Um, and they have a festival on the bridge uh and people who have over i think i think you have to ever have over 100 uh skydiving jumps uh and if you do you can jump off the bridge and parachute down or bungee jump whatever's your poison it's fantastic uh people die every other year i have missed those <laughs> uh i have some great photos i think I, I showed them to you some of the photos i took of uh, the new river gorge uh yeah you sent me pictures but yeah it's bridge day uh it's in october uh it's fantastic it kind of runs tandem with. Uh, mothman festival i will see so if you want to take some ayahuasca and head down to point place point pleasant and you, you might just
3: see the mothman with enough ayahuasca
1: <laughs> my cousin started a baking business up there so she could probably make me some edibles uh or, no there will be none of that well not for you but for me i need someone uh, no. to drive <laughs> yeah you could drive I'll, I'll be the dd but no you can hear me hear me just rattle off some wild shit while i'm high on fucking edibles <laughs> You know so record, goddamn, gotcha. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> record the trip, gotcha.
1: Gotcha. You know the government got rid of the Burger King Kids Club and replaced it with that Psycho King. <laughs> with it makes sense because
2: I always, I was always a part of the Burger King Kids Club.
1: Right, that was a multicultural club of kids, and they got yes. rid of it. You know why? Racism. The government.
2: I was gonna say the government.
1: <laughs> the government got rid of, got rid of the ca- the Captain Planet. Bill Nye.
3: That was H.W. Bush in that, uh, <laughs> that Burger King costume.
1: Yeah.
2: I would also like to state for the record that I will neither be parachuting nor bungee jumping off. Oh of a no, you bridge. have to
1: have like jumps in before you can even do that. Like you have to jump out of perfectly good airplanes like a hundred times before you can even jump off that bridge.
2: Oh no, I'm good then.
1: Like there's no amateurs jumping off. Oh no, these no, are professionals good. that are dying.
2: No, I'm good.
3: <laughs> and Terry in West Virginia isn't putting on a yeah, getting a, 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 a comforter, a, <laughs> <Goddamn> <laughs> <bridge>. <laughs> a mattress. <laughs> Like Indiana Jones with, I'm with free the
2: Ramsey a bird. <laughs> I thought you were going to say free falling, by the
1: way. Me too. No, Tom Petty's not big in West Virginia. <laughs> <laughs> that's no, Skinner that, country. I was
3: going to say that's Florida and Tom Petty.
1: <laughs> yeah. And
3: Skinner. And Skinner.
1: It's funny, like, uh, all those people in the South really love. Later skitter, but they're from fucking Florida. (laughs) Right. Sweet home Alabama, sweet home Clearwater.
3: (laughs) He's picking on it on Sweet Home Alabama too, is what I love. He's
1: he's fucking bullshitting He's like, I'm Neil Young's best friend. (laughs) Damn, that was fun. All right. So, going into those other cults. So, the Ant Hill Kids. Uh, <laughs> is just going to another 30 minutes? In say, the that's Hill a kid? whole
3: other episode, isn't oh, it? Oh,
1: God. That's a Gold Star episode, I, li-
3: I, I need to re-listen that series. Like, I want to do a History We Forgot episode when uh, after Oppenheimer, because I'm, like, listening to a lot of uh, Japanese uh, context going into
1: World War II. Yeah. the, the uh, I heard recently that uh, yeah, the episode Joe Rogan, a guy <laughs> was arguing that the nuclear bomb... Like, the test didn't happen. Like, the Trinity test this didn't happen. Is and he's and he just... And Joe Rogan, you know how he is. He lets people just run off the fucking mouth. And he's talking about, like, you see those cameras? Where are those cameras? How are they being not knocked, knocked down? And I'm just like, all Joe Rogan has to say is a telephoto lens. That's all he had to say. He never... De- yeah, he never you No, know, he argues. lets them run. I will say that... Um, as, as diverse as the people on Joe Rogan are, there are some fantastic people on there. But did he allows this motherfucker? He on. let. That's the problem. He'll let anybody on there. Goddamn animals, man!
3: It's you know? just evolved into like, uh, why Joe Rogan is bad for uh, <laughs> society in a lot of in a lot of ways. Ever since he went public on Spotify. Well,
1: it's, it's, you know, like back in the day, he used to just interviews fucking it's just a, heads and fucking Nazis but like now you know you get people like uh, Forrest Galante who's like doing well he's researching rainforest and well, stuff like well, that well he's always had
3: people from all walks of life it was always like comedians at first you just get his comedian buddies you just come hang out but he to people who were in
1: the UFC who got their fucking head bunched, punched in a little too many times and they're talking right. about why pandas aren't real <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Okay. But that's what I like about our show, you know. The show, you know, we can always just sit here and bullshit about, you know, the conspiracies, the cults, and stuff like that. And we haven't been hitting head enough to where, uh,
0: <laughs>
3: yeah, I'm
1: spouting I've, out all kinds of uh, insane bullshit. I have not received a head in- injury at all. Uh, <laughs> As I don't, a, I don't hear the fucking words, voices, come out. and shit. Uh, I don't hear clicks on my phone that's being tapped. Uh, I am getting some suspicion to advertising that where I'm not saying anything, but I am getting things that I think about advertised to me, which always bothers the fuck out of me. Because hmm. I think it could read my goddamn mind.
3: Mm-hmm. I get the I get the ringing in my ear every now and then. That's just tinnitus. Yeah, just, <laughs> yeah. It is. It's like, it hello, tinnitus, my old friend. That's,
1: that's 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 just that musician lifestyle, y'all run.
3: Pretty much, you fucking heathens. And then uh, then then I'll have the the occasional intrusive thought, but then it just goes away.
1: It goes away. Yeah,
3: you can't manifest that shit. You can't make it become a, a tulpa. I am hearing a lot. A from a, whole other I'm hearing
1: a lot from other people that are, that say uh. uh I thought of this because I was around you too much. I hear that. I hear that saying a lot.
2: I'm sorry. Okay.
1: No, you're only like the fifth person this week. Uh, I literally had a, a friend of mine's kid say. My therapist said I shouldn't be around you anymore, and I said, "Is your therapist a woman?" And he, he said, "Yeah." And I'm just like, "Well, fuck her." <laughs> this is my therapy. Yeah, this is my therapy. Yeah.
2: See, my therapist never said I should stop talking to you.
1: Yeah. Does your therapist? Do you talk about me to your therapist? I did. I did. Like I did, and then they said, "Stop."
2: No, no, no! Please stop. I the lo- seeing my therapist a oh, long oh. time ago. See, so see,
1: so you nipped it in the butt. That's what you should do when you hang out with Chris Morrison. Do no. not talk to therapists.
2: <laughs> when I talked to her and mentioned it's you, always a woman. She was very nice about it, and she said you were a nice person.
1: Good. That means you described me in a positive light. <laughs> As opposed to my buddy's kid, who's like, "This fucking monster took me to see Logan." <laughs>
3: Oh, that's what ruined the comic book movie, even though it's like a Western in a lot of ways.
1: (laughs) but uh,
2: Then again, I am a grown adult.
1: Yeah, true. This one is a kid who believes everything out of my mouth, and they shouldn't.
2: Which is the problem.
1: You'll find out more on our gnomes episode. Yes. (laughs) Why are gnomes in front of people's houses? I can think of a J word for it. Yep. You got the first syllable. (laughs) God damn it. Subconsciously, you knew what I was talking about. No. No. Bigot. (laughs) Tell them how you feel about Palestine. (laughs) Shh. Said Cap on the longest running joke on couch potatoes.
3: (laughs) I don't know what you're talking about.
1: (laughs) There's an easy two-state solution with missiles. (laughs) What, oh, am we, gonna, we for, what
2: am I going to hit you with now? We forgot about the coolest
1: one, the PLO. <laughs> the Palestinian Liberation.
2: <laughs> I don't want to hit you with my phone. I like my phone.
1: <laughs> AT&T will give you a new one.
2: No, I just got that one back. got a couple of batteries. Ooh, batteries. Don't throw batteries.
1: <laughs> don't, be, don't be like left eye from TLC and throw batteries at me. <laughs> mean ass. R.I.P. <laughs> yeah. I wonder why. <laughs> they got hurt too. That's actually... <laughs> Well, left eye. The Actually, man. that's a real conspiracy that people that left eye and uh, Aaliyah were both killed by the government. Um, I'm pretty sure Aaliyah was killed by Puff Daddy. Um,
3: no, it, was cut, it was R. R. Kelly put the head out. She was oh, like, "Oh yeah, R. Kelly." I R. R. Kelly was like, "How old was she?" Uh,
1: Thirteen. You mean how
2: old was she? He knew. Fourteen. <laughs> too old. Yeah, he probably says she aged out at yeah. fourteen.
1: Yeah, like a fucking Neverland ranch. <laughs> Oh, speaking, speaking of cults, R. Kelly. <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot it. That's a part of, like, a cult. Yeah.
2: Well, drip, yeah, well, drip, drip. You, you already talked about charismatic music, child brides. Yep.
3: Every musician, every band is a cult in itself.
2: Probably. Kiss, especially.
1: Yeah.
3: They have an army. Well, think about it. You got... Everybody has a... F- every band has a following. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, you're only legitimate when you appear on Scooby-Doo. Right. So. <laughs> Once you're peering on a Scooby-Doo, you're golden.
3: All these, every cult, uh, yeah, every band like fizzles out and t- they don't become cults anymore. They become corporations 20 years later when the first reunion tour starts.
1: Yeah. Well, folks, I'm going to end it there. Uh, I got to be in Charlotte eventually. Uh, so, thanks guys for being on the show. Always a fun time. Hopefully we'll have some more mics and better sound by then. I had a time. Hell yeah. As did I. Uh, check out all the other shows on the Something Good Network. Um, of them are with you. Yep. (laughs) Because I am all that is podcasting. (laughs) You are welcome. (laughs) This is why I don't go to therapy. Because they'll get me. (laughs) Thanks for listening, guys.
0: You've been listening to the Something Good Network. If you liked what you heard, you can follow us on Instagram and check out the other great shows on the network. Link is in the episode description.